Yo! Happy to have you guys here with us. Welcome to another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Yo, 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 yo! And I'm Riz! (laughs) This is a weekly podcast where we, two mutants, talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. We'll be discussing the movie Judy and the Danish Girl. And stay tuned as we play Six Degrees of Separation and our fact of the week. Pero primera noticia rápida. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) That was really good Spanish. Babe. Gracias, mi amor. <laughs> so the first thing that we want to talk about is uh, WandaVision. Uh, it's going to... Premiere in 2020. Yeah, that's uh, right. They, they, just, they just made the announcement, I think last week it was originally... They were originally pushing everything back to 2021 for some reason. But they made the big announcement that WandaVision is going coming out this year. So, but it could be like... December 31st this year. I want to say it's around the fall. Fall 2020. So we have that. We have Falcon and Winter Soldier and the Eternals of Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. But Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are both... Exclusively uh, on Disney+. Plus. But shows. Yes, correct. And and Eternals is an actual movie. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is that all that's coming out? Well, no. Black Widow's coming out. Uh... The the X Men one is finally gonna come out. We'll get to that a little a little yeah. more later. Uh, what nothing else is coming out in Marvel this year? Uh, no, mainly in the in what I'm talking about the the whole universe of that. It's WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, The Eternals, and Black Widow. And Black Widow. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling there's gonna be a twist in Black Widow. I'm honestly okay. We'll get to that. So next up, are you ready to move on? Or what are you looking most forward to out of those three? Or out of yeah, out of those three, I'm really looking forward to WandaVision, really because I like Elizabeth Olsen and I want to see what what they do with that with that relationship, really. And they have said that you do have to watch these TV shows in order to to understand the future of the cinematic or the Marvel TV universe or cinematic universe both universe whatever that's gonna be crazy uh i'm out of the out of the shows i'm i think i'm most looking forward to wandavision as well i'm 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 very curious to see what they do there and i think they moved it because the mandalorian did so well in disney plus i think they just shifted to a sooner date because of that um and i'm glad i'm really hoping uh it goes well and i'm very much looking forward to the eternals uh as well from everything that I've heard about it, it sounds really cool and then it's 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 in the same universe but you know they're introducing a, a lot of new characters right yeah you were reading about that they might introduce a transgender character either to that movie or what was the other movie uh well Kevin Feig I guess who's who's running the Marvel universe he's uh running everything He's he's running the just our universe apparently. <laughs> Him uh, and Bob Iger. He made a comment at, at I think a press conference saying that they're going to introduce a transgender character in a movie that they're they're currently shooting, and Eternals just happens to be the only movie that they're currently shooting. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, weren't there rumors about Angelica Ross? Maybe, but 
We, we would have heard something. That would be so awesome. I'm sure we would have heard something if she was I on. I would pay big money like to buy the 4D TV, I mean, 4D seats in the movie theaters just for her. Like, she's such an amazing actress. We got to do at least once the 4D experience. At yeah. least once. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll wait and see how that works out. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some news soon. It is, they are 100% introducing a, a gay character in, in the Eternals. Oh yeah. Is what I read. So that's, that's fantastic. And that's, that's very great. And that, that's one of the many reasons why I'm looking forward most to Eternals out of these movies this year. Pretty awesome. And we're moving on. The next thing that we want to talk about is Fosse Verdon. We decided to to start watching that. This is your second time watching it. Yeah, uh, and I'm picking up on several things that I missed the first time. Uh, I, I'm I'm super excited to rewatch it. Um, what did you think of the first episode? I was expecting uh, Michelle Williams less because you did forewarned me about it, um, but it was a decent. A decent balance. A decent amount of screen time. I guess I was, when I went into it, I was, you know, full on Michelle Williams. And since she had less than half the screen time mm-hmm. than, than Sam Rockwell, I was disappointed. So there'll be a lot more than. I do like that they're take, they're showing the passion that both of them have for for what they love, which is dancing and performing. And it's like this, the opening of them trying to be as technical as possible, showing every single angle like mm-hmm. that. That is what I guess a passion of a performer is, is, is that core detailing, which, which I like that a lot, but overall pretty good um, because of it, you know, it does pique my curiosity to view other movies that or shows that he was in or was Posse. part of. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, maybe we'll, we'll review them later on in, in the podcast, but I'm really glad that I'm starting this. Yeah. The, 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 the musical number at the beginning, that's a fantastic song. I, I'd never heard that before. Uh, Big Spender, I guess. Yeah, and there was another song that you added to Spotify that I was kind of surprised that you had never heard before. Uh, if they could see me now, blah if blah 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 can blah. See me. Well, that's the name of the song, but in oh. the the lyrics, that's how the song starts out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, if if only my friends and I'm I was kind of shocked that you'd never heard that. It's a famous song. Uh, and it does open up like all these songs that, like the entire series that you've either heard other places and you had no idea that were they were from a musical or or just introducing you to new stuff mm-hmm. um so that's that's another aspect of the series that i really liked cool yeah i'm looking forward and stay tuned if if you like show tunes if you like what's what's that that type of show like vaudeville type of thing yeah um this is a, a good show that you guys might like and We'll keep continue talking about it. Anyways, last episode, we talked about our top 10 favorite movies of 2019. The ones that stick out. Your number one was... Us! And my number one was After the Wedding. Two fantastic movies. And we want to talk about, briefly, the movies that we are looking forward to in 2020. Now, the list that we have here is our favorite, or the ones that we want to watch the most, and... 
since it is the beginning of the year, not all movies have been released yet. And these dates might shift around as time passes. Right. Uh, so there's like a few months with, that we don't. And also uh, there's stuff that we might end up adding because we haven't seen the trailers or heard a lot of, of the movies. We just kind of went through Wikipedia's list of stuff that were going to be released. So Correct. And this list, we will post that on our Instagram so you guys can follow it. And if you guys have any movies that are coming out in 2020 that you guys are interested in uh, for us to review or watch, hit us up. Where can they hit us up? They can hit us up on Instagram, AR. That's Instagram. I mean, <laughs> they can hit us up on Instagram at uh, press play AR. That's press play the letters AR. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so uh, starting in January, this is a movie that you're very much looking forward to. And I'm like, eh, we'll see. Yes, it's Greta and Hansel. It is a dark rendition of Hansel and Gretel. Uh, the Gretel characters being played by the chick who was in it. Uh, yeah, uh, it it looks like a movie. I feel like I, I I've said in the past that I've seen this story done dark before, and you know I'm sure they'll do something different. But I know you're looking forward to it, so I'll put my my uh, my um, my negativity out of my head, and I'll I'll look at it from a um a new perspective when i see it yeah uh but we'll see i'm sure it'll turn out good uh it will i'm sure (laughs) uh february this year god next month already (laughs) uh birds of prey the and the emancipation of one harley quinn uh which looks awesome uh we'll see uh margot robbie officially confirmed that jared leto will not be making any sort of cameo appearance as the joker which kind of sucks for him i'm okay with that i'm not i'm not i would have liked to have seen him further uh the invisible man which again it's not based on the universal monsters right no and i'm happy and looking forward to see that movie because elizabeth moth is in it and she's such a fantastic actress elizabeth moss who i've been watching uh handmaid's tale and she's she's fantastic in it yeah, Birds of Prey. Mm, I want to see it just as a closure, I guess. Um, I How don't do know. You mean closure. Well, it's like, for example, how we are talking about with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier to see these movies to understand the uh, universe. With Birds of Prey, I guess it's like you know I want to watch it to to close out whatever they're trying to do if they're going to close it which probably not i think for this i'm not sure i'm not sure what they're they're going with this direction and how they're going to do it with with the trinity with trinity being superman batman and wonder woman and all that stuff because i feel like it's like dc universe has three different universes in the cinematic universe they don't know what's going on and they're Uh, not confirming like What's this what's exactly. part of what what's you know if this is canon to this and exactly and we only literally just learned that jared leto i guess is completely out now because they never confirmed either way he's gonna be a morbius as joker no as uh the vampire morbius is in uh, dc universe no that's marvel okay um okay so uh but rosie perez is in it 
and a lot of other actresses that I like. Is isn't a Mary Elizabeth Winston Winston in it? I'm not sure. Uh, but it looks good. Um, and the 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 Invisible Man trailer kind of won me over. Again, they gave a little too much away. Um, but it looks smart and it looks like a great movie. So moving on to March. For March, we have A Quiet Place Part Two and Milan. Sweet. Uh, so I not as impressed as I thought it would be with the trailer for A Quiet Place Part Two. It it looks like they're expanding the universe a little too much. I feel like the end of A Quiet Place, they figure out how to kill them. What can you possibly tell after that? You know, just tell people how to kill them, and then they're all dead. So I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a flashback to how it all started. Yeah, um, and that's one way to get John Krasinski back for a, a couple of scenes, I guess. Yeah, and it seems like it has almost the same narrative of, uh, what's that, Will Smith? I Am Legend, where they have to go to like the sanctuary place. Uh, is it I Am Legend with the... With the dog? Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that that narrative is is already done a lot, but it all de- it, it depends. I mean, I liked the first one; it was pretty awesome. And Emily Blunt's amazing, so we kind of have to see it. And the little girl, the the deaf actress that they actually cast a deaf actress to play the deaf character, you know, you she's she's it. fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mulan. I am super looking forward to this movie. I think this movie from the Disney live actions is going to be uh, a really great one. If not the best one that they have probably released since. Uh, it For me, it looks like borderline like a... Uh, period piece? Like a period piece, but then like there's... a. There's definitely the Disney signature in the trailer, you know, mm-hmm. oh, with yeah. the period piece. Uh, again, I'll go into it with an open mind. I'm not 100% looking forward to Mulan. It was outside of my childhood, I guess. But, you know, you're excited and I'm excited for you. Sweet. Moving on to April. Finally. Yes. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It will. New Mutants. New maybe. Mutants. <laughs> Uh, we're recording this on Sunday the 5th, and the trailer is supposed to premiere tomorrow. I'm still staying skeptical because I've been waiting for like four years now for this movie, but I'm excited. It's uh, like a horror movie set in the the X-Men universe, Um, and I've been looking forward to it forever, so I really hope that it finally finally gets released. It is directed by by Josh Boone, who is the director of The Faults in Our Stars, and he recently did a TV uh, series off of uh, Stephen King's novel or novella. I can't think of that right now, but I think he's recently wrapping up right now. <clears throat> Excuse the me. The series? I want to say it's a series, and it's with oh, some... Oh, is it uh, The Stand? Yes, The Stand. That was something. a novella? Or something like that. I, rem- I remember the they did... Um, the miniseries, uh, The Stand. It was in the 90s. It was like It type thing. Uh, t- straight to TV. And, and I remember watching some of it and being pretty disturbed because it's about like Armageddon and the end of the world and shit like that. 
Yeah. So this movie has been in limbo for about almost three years now. Uh, it was made or it was being made at the time when there was a negotiation between 20th Century Fox and Disney and all that stuff. And Dark Phoenix was going on. So it's been pushed back. It's been pushed back. People were afraid that it might just be shelved and never be seen a la 1980s Fantastic Four. But it's coming out. It is coming out. And I am skeptically excited. But excited. It was rumors that it probably was going to come out for Hulu. It was going to come out in another streaming services or not come out at all. There were even a bunch of test reading after the movie was complete. Things were tweaked, but we are happy that it is going to be released. And we'll talk about it more once we see the trailer and review it in the next podcast. Yes, It finally. stars Anya Taylor-Joy, who was in the Glass Trilogy universe. Uh, yeah, not the trilogy. The she Unbreakable. was in Glass and Split. Oh, yeah. And The Witch, one of my favorite movies. And Massey Williams, who is in Game of Thrones. Sweet. And I think one of the kids from, uh, the older kid from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Originally, uh, Rosario Dawson was cast to play in the movie, but she dropped out and someone else. Oh, too her. bad. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not you know, I'm not loving Rosario Dawson lately. It's all right. The next thing that we have is May, and we have Black Widow and Scoob. What is Scoob? Scooby-Dooby-Doo! Where are you? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm, I think I said I'm going to have to wait for the next like official trailer to be sure, but I really like the first trailer, and I'm looking forward to, to Scoob, Scooby-Doo. And, okay, yeah. It looks fun. I don't mind going to the movies and watching it, really. Uh, maybe we can get the nephews together Woo, and take fun. them as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a cute movie. It, it feels like it's going to jump into like the origin of Shaggy and Scoob, which might might be a cute story to, to look at. And we also have Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Widow. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's, it's Black Widow. Not much to talk about. We reviewed it when the trailer came out in a previous podcast. I believe that the storyline is very cliche. You know, that whole, there's nowhere else to go but to the beginning where it all started. Blah, da, 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 da. Um, I think they could have just focused on Budapest with Hawkeye. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson, like Rosario Dawson, aren't on my top list of actresses lately um, because they are very special. I don't, that's all I have to say. But that's not the podcast we're going to talk <laughs> about. This This is not the podcast for that. Okay. Um, but whatever. Uh, we're going to go still see it because it's a female movie, female directed, and uh, why oh, the fuck not? Oh, that's fantastic that they they did a female directing or a director movie. And I, you know, let's be honest, that, that would not have happened had, had Wonder the, Woman paved the way. Oh, yeah. They would have absolutely. had a, a dude direct it. Or this movie probably wouldn't even, you know, been done after all this time. So, whatever. I mean, did who directed uh, Captain Marvel? It was a f- uh, female. Good for them. I, but I'm, still, I'm after gonna... Wonder Woman. Yeah. But speaking of Wonder Woman, June... Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out, which I am super excited about. I think that might be 
one of the comic book movies I'm most excited about this year. And In the Heights. Uh, In the Heights is, I guess, a Hispanic version of West Side Story minus the gang. Minus the gang and I think the love story and um, the West Side and... uh... (laughs) Uh, Captain Marvel. It was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Okay, so it was a team. That's cool. Yep. Anyways, continue with Wonder Woman and In the Heights that comes out in June, which we are excited about. Um, Wonder Woman 84, looking forward to Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot and that whole cast, that whole team. Patty Jenkins is awesome. Love what WB is doing in allowing, you know, the directors and the writers and the screenwriters and the actresses, you know, flourish and experiment with this movie and let let it be how it is because look at the positive response you get from us the fans yeah and the storyline doesn't like you know like you were saying with black widow doesn't seem cliche like they i guess they didn't show a lot of the storyline but it it pulls you in i guess it's not what they've done a million times before um they they did show that they're going to you know go back to is it an island or is it the coast of Brazil or where is where is she from? Uh, the Themyscira. Themyscira. Oh, uh, is that an island? It's like an illusion, like a mirage or okay. whatever. All right, well, and so they'll go back there a little bit and show some more. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. And talking about Themyscira, bullet point right there, they are making a spinoff television about that whole island of amazonian women it's not a television series it's gonna be a movie oh really yeah i read it wrong because uh remember yes. I, I told you yes. like they're doing a, a television series on amazon uh and <laughs> no it was it was they're they're spinning off the the movie about the amazons <laughs> so and uh patty jenkin isn't directing it but i hear that she's heavily involved behind the scene which is a-okay in my books i yeah i can't wait uh in the heights is a movie is it directed by lin-manuel miranda or he just stars in it i don't know if he's in it at all i think he might be directing i think he's directing yeah well he's influenced in this movie yeah, but he's definitely somehow. not playing the character that he originally played um no it is not directed by uh lin-manuel veranda uh it's john m chu who did crazy Crazy rich Rich asians Asians. wow (laughs) oh my god i can't believe i know that (laughs) (laughs) uh and god he's related to someone that i knew uh not new personally but new but the music is by lin-manuel miranda and the lyrics as well uh so it's awesome we're looking forward to it i think we did review it in a previous podcast where this guy doesn't know whether he should sell his bodega and move to dominican republic or what and then the whole uh movie's about that and you know the political influence in in racism and social injustice and all that stuff that goes on in new york so yep that's a good movie that i'm looking forward to to see as well me too and that's june Yep. And for July, we have Tenet, Bob's Burger, the movie, Bob and Barb and Star Goes to Vista Del Mar. 
And let me say, uh, I was kind of surprised that I completely forgot about Bob's Burger the movie. Um, I have a weird feeling that if we don't see a trailer for Bob's Burger the movie soon, it's going to get pushed back. Because we've already seen trailers for Tenet and Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Tenet is a movie directed by Christopher Nolan, and it's a spy thriller. And Barb and Star, if you don't know who they are, <laughs> they are a, a skit duet from SNL, played by who? Bing? Maya Rudolph and Christian Wiig, uh, where they they were, I think, a martini-drinking, very tan woman of a certain age. Mm, yes. Uh, they have like a show yeah they had their own show and jake gyllenhaal came on was jake gyllenhaal one of their sons no he was there to promote a book of him like in like uh hiking trails bike trails yes 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 Uh, that's bike trails in america it was a recurring skit it was really funny i was i i didn't know they were doing a, a movie for it uh i'm not too keen on SNL movies, uh, but those are two fantastic actresses, and it was a fantastic skit. Do you remember Night of the Roxbury? I remember the trailer. <laughs> I, I didn't see it either. I felt that was so cringeworthy. Chris Chris Kattan and uh, and the tall guy. I can't remember his name. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, we saw him in what. Recently. Billy on the Street. Oh yeah, on Netflix. We were watching Billy on the Street on Netflix, and he competed for an American Girl doll and lost, like the little bitch that he is. Pussy. Anyways, we have nothing in August or September because nothing has been released. Or yeah, well, no, there. Or nothing have, has been have, published. Things have been announced. It's just nothing that, at this point, interests us. Uh, and you know, for what has been announced, we I guess we haven't seen the trailers yet, so. Uh, we'll keep you posted on September and August. But in October, holy shit, we have a big month in October. Oh, yeah. So, Venom 2, Death on the Nile, The Witches, Respect, and Halloween Kills. That's a pretty solid list. Holy crap. October looks pretty badass. We're going to have to double up on, on a couple weekends. Yep. Uh, so, obviously, Venom 2 is the sequel to Venom. Uh, really? Really? Tom- I had no idea. I thought it was a sequel to, um, I don't know. Wow, someone's <laughs> catty today. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, star uh, Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy are returning along with uh, uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, who had a short cameo during the post credit scene. He's going to play Carnage. One. Who, and he, he'll be playing Carnage. And another actress was cast as Siren. I don't know what that means or who she is or who the actress is at this moment. Oh, one of the uh, symbiotes, Siren? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to, to see where they go. I really hope they don't kill Michelle Williams' character off. Uh, even though she does kill herself in the in the comic, Roll My Eyes. If they do kill her off. I just hope she has a, an amazing scene as she Venom. Like, give me a good, awesome fight with her, badass. Like, give her like a proper swan song. Like, and then whatever, kill her. That's well, if they go that route. I, if not, I hope they don't. Keep her. Michelle Williams is is straight up saying that she wants to do a Sheena Venom movie. 
freaking H. That would be amazing. And that would be awesome because they are in talks with doing a, a Sony's in talk with doing an all female Spider Man universe spinoff hmm. with uh, Black Cat uh, and two other uh, in the, in Spider Man's Rogue Gallery. Uh, Just that I read up on the comic book ending for for the character and weighing, and it's so. It, it's very anti, in my opinion, anti-feminism. It's very, like, Tom Hardy's character can be taken over by the symbiote and kill a bunch of people. And, well, you know, it's another day. But, of course, when the woman does it, she's all all haunted and, and, and oh my gosh, what have I done? I have to, like, jump off a building or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, I, I really hope they don't do that. And, Me neither. come on, who's going to kill Michelle Williams off? Yeah. Uh, next, we have another technical sequel uh, starring Kenneth Branagh. It's uh, the same character that he played in um, in Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, he played the d- detective. He's returning for another Agatha Christie movie, uh, Death on the Nile. Um, I don't haven't seen a trailer. I don't really... I vaguely know the story, but... I know Agatha Christie's amazing, uh, an amazing, a mis- excuse me, an amazing mystery author, author, and I kind of, I kind of like this universe that they're creating with this character that that recurred in several of her books. I didn't know this was a technical sequel and or at all. Um, I'm going by what I liked when we saw Murder on the Orient Express, and if it's as good as that count me in yeah i'm excited uh next is the witches which i honestly hadn't heard of until quite recently but yeah. you have yeah i mean i not really i didn't know that there was a sequel going on well this isn't a sequel this is a remake I or think. a remake of of that movie but i vaguely remember watching uh witches as as a kid with angelica houston who plays morticia adams in the adams family and it was very horrifying where this kid turns into like a little mouse has a curse and and Hathaway's in it who's else is in it it's a pretty good cast i it's i can't remember at the moment well it seems like oh, and hathaway like chris rock or something like that oh okay. yes chris rock and somebody else yeah um i'm okay with it i i just remember seeing a scene from the original recently where like they take off their masks and they have that witch nose mm-hmm. and it looks so creepy. Like in a banquet hall. And, and yeah. they're eating and they all got poisoned. I'm thinking I'm thinking of the lore. I didn't see that and, and be traumatized when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh and then the another movie in October, uh Respect. R E S P E C T. Find which out is what it means to me. A biopic of Judy Garland. No, no? we're reviewing Judy, Judy Garland later in the oh, show. Oh my god. But it's a biopic about Aretha Franklin starring respectively Jennifer Hudson. Uh not a lot I saw what you did there. What? Respectfully. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> um and I not a lot is said about this movie but i love aretha franklin i love her music i love jennifer hudson and i love her voice and and you know her whole history of her coming from american idol and i think i'm looking forward to seeing this in the movies oh yeah well yeah this is basically the list at this point that we we do we are interested in seeing in in the actual theater 
unless like something explodes where the trailer's awful or we hear like like Black cats Christmas. like cats like the reviews for cats it's like maybe we should not see that in the theater and just wait type thing you know what i mean unless it's something like that but the other are you done with yeah. respect mm-hmm. are you uh, audra mcdonald was also in that who is amazing oh wow uh, the next movie is Halloween Kills. Uh, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis is back for the second of the new trilogy. Uh, I liked the the first Halloween uh, return. I wasn't too thrilled about them rebooting it again after 20 years because the Halloween H2O, they told you, forget about everything you, you knew after the first one. And then in Halloween... The, the the new one they just called it Halloween they said forget about forget about the last 40 years just remember the first one and yeah. I'm like how many times am I gonna reset my brain so okay yeah. now now she's not his sister that that bugged me a little bit but it was entertaining and will Patton was in it from uh from VR5 mm-hmm. who who will not be returning for Halloween kills because he's dead I liked uh how the first Halloween it was pretty good it was entertaining and it was pretty much a bit of edge on your seat sort of suspenseful and i'm looking i I, i'm stoked to see this movie as well yeah like uh pre-90s halloween i think is is my favorite um horror movie series it's very consistent um which is why i'm not happy that they've rebooted it so many times Mm -hmm. um but it's 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 a good series i say check it out even though you know like i said but oh in November, Yay. we have Marvel's The Eternal and Escape Room Part 2. Which, uh, you never saw the first one, so... No, I was it, not interested in that. It's a all. fun movie. I liked not it a lot. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it so much more, but I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I, I, I think I rented it one afternoon while you were... Um, you were playing video games or something. I I, I surprisingly enjoyed it. And the set pieces were really cool. It could make a really cool Halloween Horror Nights house. Um, and I'm, and I was surprised to see it on the list that they made a sequel because I didn't know that it did well enough for a sequel, you know? Well, what was one of that movie that didn't do well and it got a sequel? Dumbo? And the Eternals (laughs) is awesome because it is going to be uh, Angelina Jolie and uh, who's that guy from Game of Thrones? Richard something? Madden or Madden Richardson? Richard Madden? Yeah. 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 He's going to be in it as well. We Richards stick together. Yeah, you guys do. Um, The Eternals is... A movie about like these celestial beings in the Marvel universe. So we'll see what they uh, are in part coming in with the Phase Four of of the universe. Yeah, going into this one, I know literally nothing. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the Eternals either. So, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this one. Yeah. Uh, and then December. Uh, at this point, we only have one movie that we're looking forward to in September. In December, and that is another musical, um, West Side Story, which I think if we do go see it in the theater, uh, we're going to have to take Mama Rita because she was a big fan of it. And that's fine. I love hanging out with Mama Rita, and I think I'm not sure if Steven Spielberg is directing it or he's producing it. I want to say Steven Spielberg is directing. Directing yeah. it? Okay. And I know that, uh, oh shoot, what was the actress's name? 
she was uh, in in that show on Netflix that they just canceled about the Cuban family. Oh, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno is returning. She she was originally. You told me. I think you told me in passing. She like I, I think she's gonna be like a side character or whatever. But she she will be there, and she's like hinting that she might have a little bit of a a dance scene, a dance song scene. So that'd be Aww, amazing. That would be awesome to see her. Aww. Yeah, she's no, she's fantastic, and you know she's just she keeps she keeps going. Um, and what are you looking forward to about that? The the music basically, <laughs> yeah, musicals. Awesome. So yeah, so we basically proven we like a lot of comic book and musicals. Sweet. And on that note, we're gonna go take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome yo yo back. yo, and we are back. <laughs> that was a long break. <laughs> It only felt like a few seconds. And in that few seconds, we picked up your mom. We went to Costco, had some yummy Costco pizza, and bought some uh, crab salad at Costco. That crab salad is the bomb. And BTW, I hate Costco. It's crazy. It's so freaking crazy. Like, I was telling you, people pay a membership to get in line to go inside and get in line to come out. You say that we were during rush hour and that the best place or the best time to go is either early in the morning or at night. I just think it's um, just madness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hadn't been to Costco in um, almost three years since I moved out of out of the house with my parents. Um, and I hadn't had Costco pizza in that time either. It was really good pizza. But I uh, I ended up taking my mom uh, for some last-minute Christmas shopping on December 22nd. And we went there, and I'm like, Ma, I need, I need Costco pizza. Like, Ma, I need Costco pizza. <laughs> like, and now. So she's like, okay, we'll go to Costco first thing in the morning. So we went early, and it wasn't that that bad. <laughs> it's a great story um so on this part or this segment we're gonna review two movies uh lightly review one the other one we're gonna talk about more i guess well it all depends uh the first one is the danish girl i saw this movie on new year's eve because riz decided to go hit club bed um, for New Year's Eve and passed out, so... Well, one of us had the day off for New Year's Eve and the other one didn't. And that's that would be why one of us was a little exhausted. <laughs> I literally had to wake him up at 11.45 to, make, to watch the ball drop together. Oh, and I barely remember it. <laughs> I, so, I barely remember calling my mom to say Happy New Year. I'm like, I did call you, right, Mom? She's like, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, yeah. The Danish Girl premiered January 26, 2015, and the cast includes Eddie Redmayne, uh, Alicia Vikander, who won an Academy Award for this film as in Best Supporting Actress, Amber Heard, and Ben Winshaw. It was directed by Tom Hooper, who directed Lemmis and The King's Speech, who I think he both, b- both won Best Director, or I'm not sure. At least one of them, I'm sure. Yeah. And He's a very good director. I follow him. You do? In general. Oh, okay. 
the synopsis is a fictitious love story loosely inspired by the lives of Danish artists Lily Elby and Gerda Wegner. Lily and Gerda's marriage and work evolves as they navigate Lily's brown great brown great groundbreaking journey as a transgender pioneer. Uh, so it's fictitious. Yes. So the the movie is based on a book uh, by by an author, but the story itself and the characters that they interact in the movie they never interacted in real life. So I'm, what I'm going to review is distinctively the movie. Uh, so there wouldn't be any com- confusion, I guess. Okay. Um, so the movie is that it's the journey of Lily Elby, a journey to to become a, a woman. The movie started off as, uh, I think his, his name is Elnar at the beginning, uh, yeah. and Gerda, and they're a married couple. And they're both artists. Yes. And it starts off with like, kind of a, a party where they're praising him for his work and then like turning to her and you're like oh that's nice dear uh and and what what have you cooked today or something like that some like something sexist yeah so he is recently painted like this he this really beautiful scenery of his childhood and uh gerda is also an artist but she's not quite as good from the public eye as her husband. Or doesn't get the same attention. Correct. Basically, uh, in my opinion, it was a sexist thing. And this takes place around the early 1920s uh, in Berlin and Berlin and Paris. Um, and they're just, you know, this young, fun couple where in the next scene or in the next part, uh, Gerda is painting uh, Amber Heard's character. Amber Heard plays a ballerina. So she has this painting of a ballerina and she's waiting for Amber Heard's character to come in to finish it, but she's running late. Uh, and Gerda asked Elner to pose. All that she needed was a leg to please put on a pair of stockings and the shoes that they don't quite fit, but, you know, just make it happen. Um, and at that scene, you see him uh, marvel at at the shoes, at the angle, at the silhouette it's causing. And he's really getting into the feeling of his his true true persona. In in another scene, they're they're about to have sex. They go to a party. They come back and they're about to have sex and uh Gerda takes off Eleanor's shirt and reveals that he's wearing her undergarment. Oh. Um, but Gerda, 1920s, La Vie Bohème, she doesn't really mind. She thinks it's kinky. She's like, fuck it, you know? And they, they have sex with oh, his stuff on. Good for Gerda. Um, in real life, uh, Gerda, I think, is a lesbian. And I don't think they were ever together. Or maybe they were together after... No, no. Or I well, think, after she started transitioning? Maybe I, not before the surgery. I think they were just in an open relationship. Um, so, uh, that's how it starts him being comfortable and Lily is coming out more and more. And that's when Gerda tells her, Hey, you know, what would be so funny. Let's go out to this party as 
Lily. Oh my God. And then he's like freaked out, but he wants to because he feels like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, they go out and he meets people. Amber Heard's character notices in, in, instantly. Instantaneously. That's the word I'm looking for. And uh, everyone's just captivated by by Lily, and he, uh, she would say that she is uh, Eleanor's cousin. Hmm. So, oh, so Amber Heard's the only one that 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 knows. knows. Yeah, that knows. But they were probably at a party that most people didn't know them personally. They were asking for Eleanor. He is a, a known artist. Oh. Um, he is a known wow. artist. In the party, uh, Lily meets a, a boy, a man, and the man tells her to let's go to a place somewhere quiet, and that's where he has his first kiss. Um, and Gerda finds finds it, or he she sees them kissing. Anything you want to add? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay, so Lily is James Red. Red, Red yeah, in this part of the movie, he's just uh, dressed. Okay, and this is just for show. I for didn't know just that. Kicks and giggles. Okay, so he's a transgender lesbian woman then. Yes, and we'll get to that later okay, on. Okay, so cause, no, I thought he was uh, a transgender. Uh, no, he no that wouldn't make that wouldn't make him a lesbian woman. That would make him straight. A transgender heterosexual Correct. woman. So, okay, I thought he was a transgender lesbian woman. I will get to that. And I that. didn't, I, okay, so that, that kind of surprises me. Okay. So, so. And BTW, just in case you missed it, the reason why I'm not speaking a lot in this in this review is because I was snoring. Uh, yeah, you were, I, I, I even paused the movie to, to watch the ball drop because I had to finish it after. Yeah, I was gone. <laughs> yeah. So, in Greta sees... Lily and she freaks out and when they get confronted uh, Lily just says you know hey he, this is just you know fun it wasn't serious I tried to stop but he didn't now a little <laughs> bit about you were there and he did not try to stop <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about uh, Lily Lily is not the first transgender person uh, to get operated but she was among the first to undergo sex reassignment surgery. Uh, Dora Richter was born as Rudolph Richter, and he became the first trans woman uh, on record. Where was that? Where was that? That was uh, also in Europe. But now the thing is that after this comes World War Two, and when the Nazis invaded or took over Paris and Berlin and all these places, they burned all these medical records. So technically, we don't know who really was the first, but documented was Dora Richter, uh, the first transgender woman documented. Uh, you mean uh, Operation? Operation, okay. yes. Because get... there's, there's many, uh, I believe, in, in Native American culture, it's been forever, you know? And in real life, Lily consulted two physicians, both whom diagnosed her with homosexual, but she felt like she wasn't 
a homosexual. She felt like she was a woman. A heterosexual woman. Yeah, inside a man's body. A third physician diagnosed her as intersexed and claimed she had rudimentary female sex organs. In fact, when the sex reassignment surgery commenced, the surgeons found shrunken female ovaries. Hormonal assays taken just before the first surgery indicated more female than male hormones. It is likely that she had XX Y sex chromosome or Kari type, I think it's what it's called, a condition that has not been medically recognized until 1942. The fact that Lily was intersex is not mentioned in the film. Hmm. So when in real life you have people coming up to us and be like, oh, at the end of the day, it matters that once you take the DNA, it's it's a boy or you are a girl. And not it's not always like that. Um, yeah, and just to clarify, uh, uh, all transgender people aren't intersexed or vice versa, or you, or a transgender person doesn't have to uh, be born with two sets of organs. Undeveloped ovaries yeah. in this case. Uh, we're just specifically focusing on Lily's case, uh, right. or Lily's history. Right. Um, in the meantime, she... Uh, starts getting more comfortable with Lily and Lily and Lily, and she starts going out with her guy friend. Um, I don't know if that's Ben Winshaw. No, Ben Winshaw is the guy, uh, the guy that she meets as as Lily, as her true self. So there's another friend that's a guy? Yes, a childhood friend of Lily, and we'll get to him after. So, Gerda is really upset. She feels that, you know, Elner is nowhere around anymore. So, I guess, at what do artists do? They paint. So, he, or Gerda, paints Lily. And she takes the artwork to a art dealer to, to sell. And he is absolutely floored by it. He loves it. He wants to buy all the all the painting and showcases it and she becomes finally recognized for her work. Uh, but they don't know uh, that the real story about that painting. Right. That the model uh, it wasn't born uh, female. Correct. Now, uh, in, in following scenes, uh, they're getting ready to go to bed and Lily is adamant towards Gerda that she wants to sleep in her nightgown. And then Gerda's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, this was all fun and game and this is all like, you know, kink stuff in her mind. Uh, remember, this is 1920s, La Vie Bohème. And it's... La Vie Bohème. Yeah. <laughs> um, La Vie Bohème. And she, she's like, no, I'm not going to give you one of my nightgowns. You know? Oh, just give her one of your lit nightgowns. Come on. And what happens after? Oh, she meets an another art dealer where she realizes it's Lily's childhood friend. And uh, Gerda conf- confronts his childhood friend because um, Lily tells her, look, since I was young... I've been feeling this way. In fact, such and such and I kissed when we were kids. And I feel like that's where where it all started hmm. from. I don't think her childhood friend or, yeah, her childhood friend admitted to it. He probably freaked out and lied. Uh, on the opposite. No. 
when Greta confronted this friend who, uh, this friend who became who's like an art dealer, an entrepreneur, he's like, you know what? We were in 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 his house. We were just playing. We were just boys. He had his grandmother's apron, and he kind of looked pretty. And and I kissed him. And but it wasn't anything like romanticized. I it was just two boys like eating crap. You know, he grew up. He is a straight man. And he 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 remembers that with with Lily as a child, but he really didn't. He thought it was just innocent fun and games of of two boys just eating crap. Um, and then Gerdo's like, uh, no, boy, this is like something serious. So mm. he inv- she invites the childhood friend to meet Elner to maybe talk to him and be like, hey, you know, What's up? What's going on? You're the only one who who knows him beyond or before all this. So when he comes upstairs to the apartment, he is introduced by Lily. Gerda didn't know about that either. So when they both walk in, Gerda and the childhood friend, uh, Lily is there. And they're both like, what the hell? But respectively, his friend greets her and there's a a scene at the end of the movie where his friend goes very few people i i trust in my circle and you two are are one of them mentioning lily and elner uh and i thought that was super cute how his his friend was super supportive yeah and he was so uh lily was so flirtatious and was coy but then Things didn't go out the way it went, and he walked out the room, and they call it a night. When Gerda confronted him, Lily's like, oh my god, did you see? He, at this point, Lily is there. Uh, Elner is, is, is no more. She doesn't bring him out. They get into a big confrontation where Gerda's like, I need my husband. Bring him back. And she's like, I'm afraid not. I'm sorry. This is who I am. Um, after Gerda you know, becomes, you know, big because of Li- of her artwork about Lily, they move to Paris where Lily feels more comfortable being herself because it in the 1920s and 30s, Paris is very, very liberal. So um, he, he starts w- dressing more feminine. He starts dressing more, more like Lily, more like herself. And starts uh, finding doctors to find out what is really going on with her. Um, There's scenes where they, like I said, in the fact that she is a, they, they diagnosed her as a homosexual. Back then, homosexual was caused, was named as like a mental disorder. And there's even scenes where she confesses doctors what's going on. And the doctors is, is like, okay. I'll be back. And they went to go get the fucking straight jacket. And he has to, or I'm sorry, she has to climb out the window because they're going to put her in a sanitarium. Um, And then others are like, no, I don't, I don't know. You have like a mental disorder. And she's like, no, this is not it. This is not it. I don't know what's going on until she finally finds a doctor where they tell her, look, what we believe is this. You are really a, a woman and I can do this operation 
I I haven't done it yet. There was one person who was gonna do it, but he chicken or she chickened out, and Lily's like, I would never do that. Hmm. Now, before I continue, we had this conversation conversation off uh, the podcast. There's a scene which I think is one of my favorite scenes, where. Eddie uh, Redmayne is at like a hooker house or a whorehouse and he pays like a dime to see a woman in like a peeping Tom way. Originally, this movie was going to be uh, played or produced and played by Nicole Kidman as Lily. Uh, and I was not OK with that. And you asked me, well, are, why are you OK with a cisgender man and not a cisgender woman playing Lily? And... I told you, although obvious reasons, I would love to have a transgender person play a transgender character. BTW, the director, did say that a bunch of transgender people uh, worked on this film behind. And there was some uh, cameos from real transgender people in the movie. Uh, But the reason why I'm okay with a cisgender man was because in that particular scene... Uh, Elner or Lily or Ed, Eddie Redmayne's character went to this whorehouse to to look at a female, not to ogle in perversion or like this this pornography thing, but to imitate femininity. So the woman was like touching herself in a sensual way, grazing her fingers on her skin, and he would mirror that. And the woman saw him and was like, "Holy crap!" and he himself saw himself and was kind of embarrassed. He walked out, went to like the ballet place where Amber Heard characters is at, like a costume place, and he got completely naked. Um, Eddie Redmayne has a full frontal in this pit in this movie. He's good. He's good. <laughs> um, and he's become. He's trying to. You know, find that femininity, trying to get that him herself out, Lily out, and he's moving his hand down his body to his penis, and as soon as he touches his penis, she jolts jolts back, like she does not want to touch it, and uh, she's completely turned off by it. Um, where there's a scene where Gerda wants to have sex and he's like, no, 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 no. So in order for for Lily to become fully herself, she has to do two operations. The first one is the uh, castration and the next one is a vaginoplasty reconstruction. Um, So in the first... first, And uh, my understanding is it isn't even... Uh, castration anymore these days. Well, remember they, this is 1920. Uh, yeah, they, it's different. Yeah, uh, yeah. You okay. can look, look that up on Google on how it's done. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. No, it's it's interesting. It's human anatomy. No, no viewer discretion. <laughs> it's not a big deal. So they warn her, and they're like, "Hey, you know, no, I haven't really successfully done this." And Lily's like, "Let's do this." So the first, um. Operation was a success. She did get a fever and uh, she had to recover a bit. Uh, where in this part of the movie, she 
kind of tells Greta like that's it you know El Elnor is is gone and she goes and sees her friend Ben Winshaw and at this point in the movie they they live together but they're distant to each other Gerda and Lily are are distant from each other and Gerda's out on the street and sees Lily with with Winshaw and I guess Gerda at this point comes to the conclusion that it is what it is and you know whatever he I'm sorry whatever Lily wants you know she's going to support uh at this point her friend so she comes to Lily and she's like so who's the new guy and Lily's like who uh Ben and Lily's like yeah and Ben's like no I mean uh Lily's like no Ben's a homosexual we're just friends he's he's the only one that that understands me and understands hmm. you know who I am and he's like my confidant but there's absolutely nothing going on between us he doesn't like women and I'm a woman hmm. um then but they, that's not the one that he that she kissed earlier yes it's that the is. same person yeah hmm. yeah uh but the thing is that at at that time when they kissed Ben just thought that he was a cross dresser right uh, not a trans a transgender person. He was just a man dressed in a woman's in women's clothing. Uh, but it was far more about that. The movie I really like it. It's it's in a way educational. Uh, there. I'm sorry. You didn't finish. What no, no. At the end. Okay, okay. Um, there is a a book about it. Uh, uh, uh actually a direct book by Lily herself. It's called Man into Woman and it's a diary. Uh it's like, yeah, diary entries that was made into a book. And it was one of the earliest uh literature about transgender. At the end she goes into her second surgery where it's the vaginal plasty, but that doesn't end well the surgery is a success uh she comes out of it and gerda is like how are you feeling and lily answers back like i am my complete self finally she tells gerda to take her to the garden and she's like no girl you just got out of surgery you basically got a new vagina so chill and she's like nope i want to go to the garden so they take her out in a wheelchair to the garden and she tells Greta, look, I had a dream that I was a baby in my mom's arms and my mom looked at me and called me Lily and that mm -hmm. everything is okay and it's it's okay to let go and Lily passes away there. Hmm. Um, in real life, after Lily passes away, Greta continues painting Lily and uh, showcasing her. Um, and talking about her it's a beautiful movie um, Alicia Vikander deserves it deserved the role uh, the studio exec weren't too happy because the movie was about this Danish girl because again the, Dan the Danish girl the title I think it revolves more about Alicia's character Gerda more than Eddie Redmayne's character Lily 
there's a scene where she goes sees an art dealer and the art dealer goes, oh, I have somebody here, uh, some Danish girl. And it was Alicia Vikander's. And I think it's more of her point of view and how she deals with this whether, rather than Lily's point of view. And I think that's the the what the title is for is for Alicia Vikander. By the way, the wig that she was wearing throughout the whole movie was fucking whack. It looked fake from a mile away. She did not look snatch. But good movie. If you can, if you want to learn more about transgender people, you can always Google it. You can uh, check Man Into Woman, which is uh, the diary entries of Lily Elbe. Um, or just ask any of your LGBTQ brothers and sisters about it and uh, to learn more about it. Eddie Ray Redman won an Oscar as well for this, right? No, he didn't. He was uh, nominated for an Oscar, but he lost to Leonardo DiCaprio's in The Reverend. He did win an Oscar for Revenant. The Theory, The Revenant, and he did win an Oscar for The Theory of, every, uh, of Everything. Wow. Okay. In fact, he was shooting The Danish Girl when he had to fly to the Oscar to accept uh, the Oscar for The Theory of Everything. Oh, cool. Which is a biopic about uh, Stephen Hawking's, which he did an awesome job. He's also in uh, the Fantastic Beast franchise, Les Mis. And he did the first time I saw him in anything was uh, My Week with Marilyn. He was in that movie, and he was uh, also in the movie Jupiter Ascending, where he won a Razzie the same year he lost Best Actor to Leonardo DiCaprio's The Rever- Reverend. Oh, I think he did good in, in Jupiter Ascending, from what I saw. He was very over the top. Movie. I only remember like a bunch of bees. That's it. <laughs> bees. Um, the so bees what, what's your rating? From one to five, I mean, I really liked it. So I would say about a 4.5. Okay, awesome. It's a, it's a good movie. I will give it to be decided once I finally watch it. Yeah, and you know I've been trying to watch it since it came out. Yeah. When it came out, it was in limited theaters, and then we couldn't find it nowhere to rent, and it finally came out on Netflix. It's on Netflix, guys. The Danish Girl, I highly recommend it. If you are straight, please see it, because you guys need to understand it more. (laughs) And some of y'all gay brothers and sisters, too, because y'all be politically incorrect sometimes. And it's it's the, the LGB community as well that is for some reason having a, a problem with the tea and we need to welcome the tea with open arms because i wholly wholly we, agree with you. you know what the what what's happening to that community was you know was us 15 years ago you know so for us to turn around and be like you know it's the dna type thing like I see on many a gay comments sites, and I just, I want to put this out there before we continue. If anything I said really rubbed anyone the wrong way or disrespected, I truly apologize. As anybody else, we here try to to educate ourselves as much as possible so we can educate others. Yeah, yeah, we're we're constantly living and learning uh, ourselves, but the one thing that we that we strive for for is to be as accepting to others as people are accepting to us so 
you know, we, we're still learning. We don't understand everything. We don't claim to understand everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one thing for sure is uh, our acceptance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And talking about acceptance, there was one person who always accepted her gays, lesbians, and uh, transgender people. And that was Judy Garland. Judy Garland. So we watched this movie today. We started uh, um, getting DVDs from Redbox because we're like, why are we paying $6 to download or watch a streaming movie when we can get a dollar for Redbox? Um, so we decided to uh, rent Judy. Uh, it was released October 4th, 2019. It was directed by Rupert Gould, who directed Toy Story 3. True Story. Oh, <laughs> True Story 2015? Yep. Oh, interesting. Uh, the cast includes Renee Zellweger, uh, Finn Wittrock from American Horror Story, Jesse Buckley, Michael Gambon, Bella Ramsey... Who played Liana Marmont in Game of Thrones, if that sounds familiar to you guys. Okay. Uh, Burt Rhodes and Darcy Shaw. Uh, legendary performer Judy Garland, played by Renee Zellweger, arrives in London in the winter of 1968 to perform a series of sold-out concerts. So what do you think about the movie? Hold on. Let me get this dog off of me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what I was expecting. I wouldn't say that... It blew me away. Are we going to do it like a full review? Because there isn't much to say because not a lot happened. Yeah. Basically, it begins with uh, uh, Judy driving around with her kids trying to find a place to to like basically go to sleep. So she ends up taking them back to their father's house. And he's like, oh, Judy, Judy, you know. That these kids need stabilization. They need to go to school. Blah 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 blah. They need a home. You don't have a home. And she's like, "I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna find a way to make money." And by the way, she got paid one hundred and fifty dollars in the beginning of the movie. Remember, she this was is desperate. Judy Garland. She was desperate because she had messed up apparently so many roles, and she probably showed up drunk to drunk or or high on pills to sets and, and she trusted people that she shouldn't have trusted and, and bamboozled her as well yeah uh and okay we can talk about the the um the flashback scenes to wizard of oz where she was it bas- that's basically what started her pill pill addiction they wouldn't let her eat they would only give her pills and a milkshake pro- or something uh and she's like i'm not gonna be able to sleep now and they're like we'll, we'll give you pills for that as well so this is what started her addiction, and any any um, attempt to kind of break away and you know be a real teenager was stopped in in their tracks. And the whoever the child molester was that that was her her producer her producer agent. yeah uh, I think he he was he directed Wizard of Oz or was a producer of Wizard of Oz. He he was just awful to her, and he's yeah. like, "Don't do, you, don't you want this? Don't you know? Don't." And he would he would belittle her, and he would make like sexual overtones to her. So you can understand like where it comes from, and and this and that's what they were trying to portray where yeah. that where 
she is in in that moment in 1968. Where did it come from? And that's why those flashbacks was happening every time yeah. in throughout the movie when older Judy Garland had like a nervous breakdown or she would drink a lot. It would flash back to the moment that started right. those addiction she right. got pills for suppressing her appetite she got pills for staying awake she got pills for going to sleep and she couldn't eat absolutely anything the thing with hollywood even back then and in today's world is they are obsessed with looking young looking childlike looking youthful and especially back then with shirley temple who had a reference in the movie as well yeah they said uh, that shirley temple had auditioned for wizard of oz as well yeah and they're the guy's like well she's no she's no judy garland uh because everyone loves loves that voice of judy so the movie does talk about her just navigating through her final moments of of her performance performing career and how you know it just has taken a toll of it right she had to uh like make money so she agreed to like a concert series in london uh, I, I, you know, I guess she could get agents over there and she could get, uh, um, get an audience because apparently America lost faith in her. So she went over there and she had a few amazing shows. She refused to audition. She was, um, and audition no she refused to practice practice excuse me uh but she ended up having amazing shows but then right after she'd be like what if i can't do it again like she would she would have to be dragged to the stage to have an amazing show and then she'd be depressed that what if that's the last time and i think that 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 took a toll on her because it would finish the show she would finish her set and good job judy blah 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 everyone goes home and then she would just be left alone because Right. People would just be done with the whole production until the next one. Uh, so she felt very lonely. And and there's a scene where uh, it's, I don't think it was on Christmas, but it was around Christmas where she had just finished a show and it was like, you know, almost midnight and nobody gave her any food or fed her. And she goes outside and meets two, two fans and like, oh my gosh, Judy. Oh my God. You know, total... Uh, uh, yeah, like gagging out over her. Oh my! I can't believe this is happening. She's like, "Oh, you're you're such dears. I see you guys up in the stands all the time. You're so." And they're like, "We have tickets to every show next week." Type thing. Uh, and she's like, "Oh well, um, are you guys going out to dinner? <laughs> you know, she, can I come with you yeah. guys?" And they're just floored by it because it's Judy Garland asking to hang out with them. It's well, just two regular London guys. Yeah. Well, she she had nothing, and honestly, she was hungry. Yeah. You know. And they invited her over to her place because nothing was open in London. They just had fried uh, scrambled eggs for that for that evening, and they. And- this is specifically, I read that the director put this this sort of thing in to show, like, not, not, I don't think anything specifically like this happened. Uh, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but it showed her, her love for the gay community um, and where the term uh, Friend of Dorothy came from. Which we it, talked about in another podcast. It wasn't just over the rainbow. It was, you know, Judy Garland was... was um, was very supportive of the community and absolutely it was a very important uh, scene because uh one of them said that they tried to see her in 64 but 
uh, they they were otherwise disposed, and he later said that that his partner had been arrested on obscenity, uh, which the obscenity laws. was just being gay. Yeah. Um. So and she's and she was she she seemed floored by that. Uh, it it was you know they they included that for a specific reason, and I'm um, glad they did. Yeah, I'm glad they did because it made it be more humble and more human. Um. So she had a bad interview and ended up having a really bad show where she cussed a heckler off. I don't know. It's this movie's basically a showcase for Renee Zellweger, who I think is favorited for the Oscar. Not a lot happens in it. Not a lot, and I really don't think this is Oscar worthy. Uh, not. I'm not saying that she did bad. I did tell you that she didn't sell me Judy Garland. Yeah, I think she did. The well, li- I mean, I don't really know Judy Garland. The little girl playing young Judy did sell it, I guess, because she looked more like Judy Garland. I don't know. Um, but she did a great job. Uh, at the end of the movie, it just finishes her with one last with her last show at in London. And, and she she plays uh, over the rainbow, and she she's she gets emotional and stops, and the audience finishes it for her. Which those those gay friends of hers uh, stood up and began singing that song uh, to help her finish the show, and then the whole crowd started singing the song with everyone. And she's like, "You're not, you're never, you're not gonna forget me." She says that in, yeah. in real life. She's like, "Promise me you'll never forget me. Promise me." Yeah. Uh, um. And she gave gave up custody of her kids, and she passed away six months later at the age of forty seven. Only forty seven. Yeah. Um. And you see that a lot in in drug addicted artists where they. Like once they, I guess, reach a certain age or a certain, um, a certain, um, I don't know. Bracket. Like, like Sinead O'Connor had a an amazing line in this song, Eight Good Reasons." Wait, is it Eight Good Reasons"? Uh, everybody wants something from me. Nobody wants to I, I to get you... to know me. Yeah. You know, um, and that's kind of like when someone is that like had shit happen to them as a kid and then you know can can only cope with it with um drugs they aren't going to survive especially when nobody cares about them other than Mm -hmm. what they can do for for them and they showcased that a lot in this movie was it was all put her on stage she's done boom yeah you know leave her be or, or forget yeah, about her exactly and then she would start with the drinking and, and and the pill popping and all that stuff because what the fuck you know uh but i would say go see it it's a decent movie I, I, what I, do you rate it i was i was very impressed with the performance uh i think she did an amazing job i honestly i had to, to remind myself that it was renee zellweger because i don't know like what it was about it maybe it was the wig i don't know and or the plastic surgery it's not renee zellweger that i remember as a well, kid there was a part that the makeup was horrible because there's a part where she has this part purposely wrinkled and the light was hitting um i'm pointing at the side of the eye like by the temple area to show that judy garland has aged but that looked like you know those fake makeup that you put on for Halloween to look like you have scars. Oh, so she just looks like she has two patches on each side of the head. I don't remember that. It was so but... awful. Um, but go see it. I guess one to five. Three. I'll give it a three point five. 
All right, but it's interesting that um, that we happened to watch this the the night after we watched uh, um, uh, the first episode of Fosse Verdon because we had Liza Minnelli in that first episode doing um, the cabaret cabaret and around the same time this I guess this movie would be happening and I and and I think that you know as with any aging actress or performer. Even though it was her daughter, I'm sure there was jealousy. Absolutely. There. Um, but they didn't showcase her a lot, which yeah, I'm glad. They bar- I didn't even know it was her until you know later on. Sweet. So you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Uh, do we do that before the movies and DVDs? Oh, whoops. Yeah. Hello. So what are the movies and DVDs that are out, or movies music. and music oh, that shit. are out today? Uh, out today. Well, generally out in this in the coming week. Uh, new 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 movies on DVD out Tuesday. Uh, Joker, which was on our both of our top ten lists. Mm-hmm. Lighthouse, which was on your top ten list. Mm-hmm. Uh, a million pieces, which apparently you see a lot of Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh uh, yeah, Aaron Taylor taylor's johnson <laughs> uh and big little lies uh the second season is out on blu-ray uh new music includes uh the not a lot going on honestly it's the beginning of the year but stabbing westward apparently had a new album last week cool oh i'm sorry it was a new ep called dead is gone uh echo smith who I, I'm pretty sure I've heard a few things from uh, with Lonely Generation. And Poppy, a pop artist. Uh, I disagree. I, I know who she is. She's yeah. a freaking pop artist. Weirdo. Is no. she better than Selena she, Gomez? Selena a, Gomez has a new album, by the way, for you Selena Gomez fans. She, Rare. She was... She's like a YouTube sensation who tries to be so different. And there's a YouTube video where she's like, I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. Over. And has oh, millions and millions my of views. God, I need to see this. I bet you there's like a remix out on it. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. Like, like I'm sure someone's done something for it. She's, uh, she's so into herself, it's not even funny. So are you ready for Six Degrees of Separation? I'm ready. Are you? Absolutely. I'm going to give you Allison Hannigan. And since we saw Judy, I'm going to give you Allison Hannigan and Renee Zellweger. All right. Give me a minute. My girl, Allison Hannigan, who BTW is married to Alexis Denisov, who played Wesley on Angel. Um... Yeah. Have you seen like her Instagram? They have like two little girls spitting image of Aww, her. They're adorable. I bet. So They're... cute. Man, Allison Allison Hannigan is cute as a button, and I miss Buffy the Vampire Slayer so much. Me too. Uh, oh, we're gonna rewatch apparently after Soon. at some point. Uh, okay. Um, let me go through this. Allison Hannigan, of course, was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the amazing Charisma Carpenter. Uh, Charisma Carpenter guest starred on a short-lived show, uh, the, sh- the short-lived show Mismatch, starring Alicia Alicia Silverstone. 
uh, where she played like a matchmaker. Okay. I I want to say I watched um I at least watched one of the episodes. I think it was canceled, and she had like more episodes to go. I think she played Alicia Silverstone's like stepmother, mm. like younger stepmother. Uh, her 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 father was played by Ryan O'Neill, and um. It was a point in Charisma Carpenter's career where she was only like thirty five, but she was she kept getting cast as mom. like not not mom, uh the second wife. Like the the young, beautiful second wife. Oh. Um Alicia Silverstone, of course, was in Clueless with uh Jeremy Sisto, who had the amazing line I left my cranberries tape in the quad. <laughs> Um, Jeremy Sisto was in Suburgatory with uh, Jane Jane Levy. Uh, Have you ever seen Suburgatory? No. Fucking amazing show. It was hilarious. And Jane Levy was in the recent show What If with Renee Zellweger, which I watched and I really liked. Cool. Pretty badass. And our fact of the week is, talking about Allison Hannigan, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the first show to use the word Google as a verb on TV. It aired October 15 in 2002 in the fourth episode of the show's season finale. And the line was, have you Googled her? Yep. Who was she talking about? She was talking about uh, Cassie. Cassie yes. Lane, uh, who um, they thought was trying to kill herself or something. And they were trying to save. And Xander's like, um, Willow, come on. She's like 15 years old. And she's like, no, the search engine Google. <laughs> um, and that's the fact of the week. And you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. I know it's not yours because I Googled it. <laughs> and that's the end of the line. Everyone, please get off. This is the end of the show. We want to thank you all for listening and pressing play every week to us. Please subscribe to our podcast at PressPlayAR on Instagram for updated content on the show. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, yo, 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 and a big chalupa. I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Chalupa. Okay. <laughs>